Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Marshall. Marshall sent me that song this morning, like eight o'clock, somewhere in that neighborhood, and I'd never heard that song before today. And, and it's one of my favorite songs now. <laughs> it's like, it's just the words of that song are so powerful, man. It's like, I am alive to tell the story how I've overcome. Amen. I'm alive to tell the story of how I overcome. Yes. I overcame through Jesus Christ. Amen. By accepting Jesus into my life, He's is my personal Savior. He sent His Holy Spirit so that I can overcome this body of sin. Yes. So that we can overcome this body of sin when we accept Him as our personal Savior. Amen. He's given us everything that we need to walk pleasing to the Father. Amen. We're supposed to walk in His footsteps. We're supposed to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. We're supposed to be followers of Christ. So if we're following Him, we're in His footsteps. And what did He do? He walked to please the Father. That's all he did. He walked to please the Father. We should walk to please Jesus, but we should walk to please the Father. And then Jesus said that I and the Father are one. So we should walk pleasing to our Lord, to our King. Jesus is Lord. I love. I still love that son. Love the first time we put it up. I love it today. But Jesus is Lord, and if He's Lord, that means He's our Master. That means we. Commit, we surrender our lives, yeah. not just for eternity, but for today. Yeah. For today. Yeah. We have to commit and surrender daily. We have to pick up our cross daily, is what Jesus said. Yeah. Pick up your cross and follow me. Paul said, we have to crucify our flesh uh-huh. daily. Bring our body into subjection because we have so many distractions in this world. I was sitting in the park this morning studying, and and God is so faithful and so good in in the opportunities He gives us daily. When we're you know, I could have been going like, man, I ain't got time to talk to you this morning. I'm preaching tonight. I've got. I'm trying to get this. Trying to get my thoughts together. But would that be allowing, would that be me following Christ? That wouldn't be following in Jesus' footsteps. He's walking on his way to Jerusalem. And how many times was he stopped? You know, he said, the blind man is hollering, Oh, Jesus, son of David. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he stopped and stood still. So we have to stop and stand still when God puts somebody in our path that we can touch or encourage or just lift their spirit because we're his children, we're his ambassadors. We're his ambassadors here on earth. We represent the kingdom of God. And this gentleman is 80 years old. I met him a few months ago. I think I talked about him um, at Bible study or something, but his name is um, Ken. And Ken is 80, and he stops, and he's talking to me. He's a retired pastor, and he's talking to me about his wife passing away recently, and that he said he works at Chick-fil-A part-time, and he's 80 years old. And I'm like, praise God. And, and he met this lady 
that he's been talking to for about a month. <laughs> and I'm like, praise God, man. Praise God, Kim. I said, and so we got to talking, and I got to sharing with him how I've been waiting on God for four and a half years. You know, I said, I'm, I'm, I keep praying, God, please. Don't do me like you did Jacob, man. <laughs> wait seven years, wait seven years, and give me the wrong one, man. Come on. I can't take it. <laughs> I need you, Lord. I trust you. Your time is perfect. His time is perfect, but we have to, we do, we have to wait in the Lord. So I was talking to Ken about waiting. He's like, well, I ain't got too long to wait. <laughs> and I'm like, going, Praise God, brother. I'm going to turn 59. I know what you mean. Time is, is moving on. You know, I'm not 80, but praise God, you know. <laughs> I hope he don't make you wait four and a half years. <laughs> I said, but I hope he don't make me wait seven and then another seven. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that he won't, but if he does, his time is still perfect. And I made a commitment to him. When I, when I told him I was going to wait on him because I never waited in my life, you know, and, and I decided to wait. So we have to, if we make that commitment and we break that commitment, this could be a rocky road. This could be a rough patch. <laughs> I've been through enough rough patches in my life, you know, and life itself brings little difficulties you know daily but it, it 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 depends on how we choose to deal with them are we going to commit and surrender to Jesus and when we commit and surrender to Jesus when we crucify our flesh when we present our bodies as a living sacrifice then Christ can live through us Amen. by the power of his holy spirit Amen. right so if, if we've got his Holy Spirit in us, he's going to give us that fruit, give us that peace and calmness that when people pull out in front of us on the road that we're not hanging out the window like Pastor said and putting up the wrong finger or something, you know, because people drive out there on the way coming down tonight. I had at least five people that gave me an opportunity for an opportunity for growth <laughs> or to fall. But I had to make that choice like that. And we, it, like that, like that, like that. And if I hadn't been, if, you know, if I don't say in my word, I know. You know, somebody said, man, I, I try to read my Bible every day. And I'm like going, I have to read my Bible every day. Well, I try to pray. Well, I have to pray every day, man. I have to praise God every day. I have to follow Jesus every day, not just the days I choose, not just the days I feel good, but when I feel bad, I really need to read my Bible, pray, and praise Him. I really need to say, Holy Spirit, lead my feet in the right direction. Help me make the right choices for this day. Help me choose Jesus, help me choose to please the Father. Because, you know, Jesus said, I am the Father of one, but the Bible also says that we're joint heirs with Christ. We're sons and daughters of God. So He's our Father. So we need to please our Father. We need to please our Father. We don't need to please each other. 
I mean, really, we don't, we don't need that. I don't have to please anybody in here. I may say something, and it's not me. It's going to be God's Word, you know, that may convict us. I get convicted all the time, and I thank God for it. Because if, if, we, if we're at a point where we don't get convicted, then something's wrong. Yeah. We're bearing off that path. Because there's no way that we can be a child of God and continuously live in sin. Because we're pretty much saying, I don't care what you say, Jesus. I don't care what you say, Father. I know what's best for me. I need to be satisfied. That's not pleasing to the Father. And, and, if I, and I, I can't be living to please myself. Jesus didn't live to please himself. He lived to please the Father. Yes. He, he laid down his life. I mean, you know, there's, in, in, there's no way that Jesus could have done what he wanted during his teenage years which a lot of us do. I know I did. I, I went way off the path. But Jesus walked sinless to the cross. He's 100% man, but he was 100% God. And, and he walked, he, but we had the same Holy Spirit inside of us. We had the same Holy Spirit inside of us that Jesus had in him. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit that came from the Father. And, 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 and that should give us the comfort. That should give us the courage that will lead us into all truth if we allow His Spirit to lead us into all truth. It tells us that the Spirit's going to lead us into all truth, but not if we're living our own way. Not if we're not picking up the truth like we need it. I know what I need it. It's like that, that song just kind of lifted my spirits this morning. It's been lifting my spirits all day. It's just I've had a frustrating week. I was talking past my week. It was a little bit frustrating. But praise God. Praise God. You know, and, and, and if I said anything wrong to anybody this week, or then... I ask forgiveness. I, I definitely, you know, every day I get up and say, God, you know, if there's something in me that's not pleasing to you, reveal it to me so I can get it out. If, if there are any sins that I've committed, sins of omission, sins of commission, or sins of ignorance, forgive me. Please forgive me. If I've spoken not in love, forgive me. Especially to my family, y'all, you know, my church family is my real family. That's what Jesus said. Who's my mother? Who's my father? Those that do the will of him that sent me. Those that do the will of him that sent me. So we, we, we need to love everybody, but we need to especially love brothers and sisters in Christ. And, 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 and we see a need where to fill it, especially in the house of God. But the thing about that song 
in, in, in about the scripture the pastor opened up with. I'm going to read the last two verses that pastor wrote, um, read. Ephesians chapter 19 and, and uh, chapter 6 verses 19 and 20. The Bible says, And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome. Overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the power of our testimony. Overcome by making it to the cross. But how did I make it to the cross? Somebody browbeat me, that's what I would say, <laughs> browbeat me into going to church, <laughs> and I didn't want to go to church, and I kept telling them, go to church, go to church, have three months, I go to church, and I heard the gospel, I heard the gospel preached, and that's the only thing I know, I don't know what the preacher said, I don't have a clue, but I did find out three years later what he preached, but that night I had no clue for three years what that man said behind the pulpit. But I know that Jesus Christ grabbed my heart because somebody was persistent enough to get me in front of somebody that they knew was preaching the gospel. And that man was faithful enough to where he preached the gospel when God put people in front of him. And Jesus Christ grabbed my heart. Jesus Christ saved my soul. No man, no woman. But we all play a part. We may very well play a part in someone's salvation even if we just, you know, hold the door and say, hey, Jesus loves you. Or, hey, God bless you. Because two days later, he might send somebody. Yeah. He may send somebody to water that seed. But when we show the love of God, when we speak life into people and speak love into them, speak the gospel, if, if we're presented the opportunity. But we shouldn't push it down anybody's throat. Shouldn't browbeat anybody with the Bible. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't <laughs> we? Should <laughs> hey, you can listen whether you like it or not. We shouldn't do that, and we shouldn't um, think higher than our higher, if I can speak, than our, of ourselves than we ought. Amen. We can't get puffed up and think that we've done something. You know, all we can do is be obedient to what God puts on our heart, and and He He puts people in our path all the time because like I said he, he put old Ken in my path this morning then on the way here I stopped and got a coffee and stopped at the Wawa and there's this guy Chuck who has um, I think he had maybe cerebral palsy or something but he's a little slow and has a speech impediment and he um, has a little, little bit of a limp but I always every time I stop there if he's there I always stop and have fun with him and just talk and tell him, tell him Jesus loves him and this, that, and the other. And he's like, but he's always just, and he'll say stuff and I'm just like going, Chuck, now you know, you know, you know, you know I'm a child of God, man. Don't be talking like that to me. And, but, <clears throat> I pray for him every day. I pray for him. The guy's going to touch his heart. He's going to put somebody that can reach him. If he can't, you know, I'm, I'm praying for his salvation. The God will put somebody in his path that can speak in a way that he can receive it. Because everybody we speak to is not going to receive what we say. 
You know, I've got got family members, I've got children who think I'm full of baloney, you know. <laughs> they, they think I'm speaking nonsense. They think they have it under control. But, you know, I thought I had it under control until I didn't. But I know that God wants me to speak life into my children. Whether they receive it from me or not, they're going to have that seed planted from me. My children know what I stand for now. They, they see how I live now as opposed to the way I was living and and God's going to put someone in their path. I pray for them every day. I pray for their salvation. And I'm, I'm like, oh, God, you did it for me, man. I want you to save my whole household, Lord. Save my whole house. Send somebody in their path. They, that they can speak on their level or speak, you know, some truth into their life that can speak what they've overcome that my children are going through right now that they won't receive from me. But God sends us. He sends us. He sends His children. In, in John chapter 20, verse 19 through 23, I guess if you want to give this message a title, it would be, I am sent. I am sent. Can y'all say that with me one time? I am sent. I am sent. But John chapter 20, verse 19 through 23, the Bible says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. For fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sends you remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. And that had me meditating last week, and this week. And last Saturday I was sitting in the park, and all week long I kept reading that verse, Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. And then I... Was in Acts chapter one, in the very first very first verse, says the former treaties I have made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. And it and it occurred to me that actually the first four verses were kind of like a bridge in between Jesus's ministry and the believers ministry not just the apostles but the believers ministry because there's no amen at the end of the book of Acts it doesn't end it continues as followers of Christ that ministry that Jesus began he turned over to the apostles and then to all believers to continue to do and to teach what Jesus has done or has started. He came 
God came, walked in the flesh, started preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He started preaching the gospel, started spreading his love, talking about the Father, talking about the kingdom, walking sinless. And I'm like going, how can we do that? We can't, but the Holy Spirit in us can. But we just have, we have to yield, and when God puts somebody in our path, we're his children, we've been sent. John chapter 17. Verse 18 through 21. The Bible says, As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which had been but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. So we have to come into unity as believers. We can't love each other and then talk about each other behind each other's backs regardless if if somebody's done me wrong what should I do what should we do fall on our knees father forgive them Lord God help them Lift them up, Lord God. Just enlighten them. Bring the truth to their eyes, Lord God, because I know the way they're living, the way they're talking to me, what they did. Lord God, it doesn't line up with your word, Lord God. But I want to line up with your word. I want to follow Jesus. I want to forgive them. Jesus said when they were pounding those spikes in his hands and his feet, what did he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive them. We have to forgive. But yet... Somebody can cut us off in traffic and it'll bother us for like three days, you know. <laughs> we gotta lock up brakes and you know, almost headbutt the steering wheel and and we'll get mad about that. We'll be telling people about it for days and days. Help me. <laughs> but Jesus is like taking spikes, like eight inch spikes in his in his arms and his hands and his feet. And, and immediately, his father forgive them for they know not what they do. He won't scream and get off me. <laughs> he was like going, Father, forgive them. Stephen, when he was stoned, Pastor talked about that the other week. Stephen, when he was stoned, he's getting pelted with rocks. He said the same thing. Father, forgive them. We've got to forgive people. If, if, we're, if we truly believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he died so that we could be forgiven. But in Matthew, it also tells us that if we don't forgive those who we need to forgive, that the Father can't forgive us. If we don't have forgiveness in our heart, then 
we're not going to receive that forgiveness. And then we're just, we're walking in a lie. I, I had unforgiveness for a while, and I, I thought I was good, you know. <laughs> I thought I was fine. I thought it was righteous indignation, you know. I thought I was good, man, but I had some some issues, and, and God revealed it. But how did he reveal it? By gathering with brothers and sisters in Christ. There may have been some weeds and tares, you know, there might have been some weed and some tares, because the Bible says weeds and tares, and Jesus said, let them grow together, that my angels will separate the wheat from the tares. We're not to separate them, but the one thing we are to do, we're to gather together and hear the word preached. Hear God's word. God's word heals. God's word delivers. God's word saves. It's nothing that I can do or say that will save anybody, deliver anybody, if it doesn't line up with God's word. He's our present help in danger. And, 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 and we're danger, if we're in danger of hell fire, if we're living in unforgiveness. I was living in total unforgiveness. My life was like I'd be happy, and then I'd be angry. Then I'd just, you know, if we're not living like Jesus, his example, if we're not living the way he, his word tells us to live, we're going to have turmoil, we're going to have sadness, depression, anger, we're going to have all this stuff and all those are sins of the flesh. I mean, because we're not trusting Him. We've got to trust Him when we know Him and we, if we know Him and we seek Him with our whole heart, we say, God, I want to know You. God, I want to know You more. I want to know You more, but no, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to get into your word, God. You just give me divine revelation. Please, just while I'm driving to work, Lord God, give me a word. Give me a word, Lord. You know, I, I, want, I want that divine appointment that I prayed for this morning, but I didn't take time to dig into your word so that I might have a word of life to speak to somebody. I didn't take time out. But you're God. You can do what you want. Yeah. I'll reveal myself to you when you do, do what you need to do. He reveals himself to us through his word. He backs up what he tells us through his word. He unfolds his word with his word when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in his word. But if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit, if we're just going, all right. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook of Cedron, where a garden, where where was a garden, into the which he entered, and his disciples. Okay, God. I read my verse today. Or we could pray, and, and you know, it, it's not my words, but what I, I always pray that God, I need you today to direct my steps. Let your word be a lamp unto my feet, yes. a light unto my path, Lord. 
Let it be a healing to my bones, healing to all my flesh, Lord God. Give me more of your wisdom, more of your knowledge, more understanding, more discernment that only your Holy Spirit can bring me through your word. Lead me and guide me into all truth so I can speak life today, Lord God. So when I'm in conversation, I know the truth. I, I, I can discern the difference between the lie and the truth. If the devil's trying to twist something up on me, Lord God, keep me straight. Keep me looking straight ahead. Don't let me veer to the left or veer to the right, especially with my words and with my actions. But, you know, I can, I can walk, you know, I can walk a good walk. A whole lot easier than I can speak right all the time. What does James say? The tongue cannot be tamed. But we have the Holy Spirit that can help us <laughs> keep from throwing garbage out. We can speak life. Then the Bible says in um, was it Proverbs 18 verse 21 that death and life are in the power of the tongue? And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It's like God. Let me speak life today, Lord, so I can receive life. So I can walk in your life. So I can walk in newness of life. I'm speaking life. Let me speak life, Lord God. But how can I speak life if I don't have life in my heart? In my soul and in my mind. We, have to, we can control our thoughts. He tells us to renew our mind. The Bible tells us to renew our mind. How do we renew our mind? We can renew our mind a whole lot of different ways. But if we want to live pleasing to the Father, if we're children of God, we're going to renew our mind through the Word. We're going to allow the Holy Spirit to unfold that Word. We're going to come together. We're going to hear the Word preached so we can hear what God says. So we can receive what God has for us. We come together to encourage each other and edify each other and to walk pleasing to the Father. What, what, I don't think there's anything that pleases the Father more than when people gather together in His name, when brothers and sisters in Christ come together to glorify God, to learn of God, and, and, and to praise God, and, 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 and to pray to God. And, and to put our trust in Him. We're trusting Him because He says that we're one body. If we never are around anybody else because we think we got everything under control. Oh, I'm, you know, no. It, it's The devil likes to isolate people. I was, me and Pastor were talking about that earlier. He likes to isolate people so he can take and twist that truth. Just turn a little twi twist it a little bit and go... And when you're reading it, you go, oh, that sounds, that sounds good. I can, I can walk with that today. But it might be twisted a little bit. They didn't go, okay, is that what God's saying? Let me see. Let me go back here and find, find some, something that's going to back that up. And then, then dig and find. Because if, if, if God speaks something to me, I go through and search the Scriptures to see if, see if it lines up, see if it's consistent. If, if, if it's, you know, because I don't comprehend real well what I read, but, but God tends to make things simple for me because I'm kind of simple. 
and and I have been my whole life. I haven't really comprehended what I what I've read, but the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance what you need and when you need it. But Matthew chapter 21 verse 37 says actually I'm going to read I'm going to start at 33 it says here another parable there was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it around about and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country and when the time of the fruit drew near he sent his servants to the husbandmen and they might re- that they might receive the fruits of it and the husbandmen took his servants and beat one killed another and stoned another again he sent other servants more than the first and they did unto them likewise but last of all he sent unto them his son saying they will reverence my son but when the husbandmen saw the son they said among themselves this is the heir come let us kill him and let us seize on the inheritance and they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him but verse 37 says but last of all he sent unto him his son he was sent the son was sent just like Jesus was sent to us John chapter 6 Verse 38 through 40. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all of which he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up the last day. But he says in, in those three verses, he says, The will of him that sent me, the Father's will which hath sent me, and then in verse 40 says, And the will of him that sent me. Jesus was sent by the Father. John seven twenty nine. The Bible says but I know him, for I am from him. Let me read 28 also. It says, Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, You both know me, and you know whence I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom you know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he has sent me. He has sent me. John Chapter 8, verse 42. says, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. But it says, If you were, if you were, if God were your father, you would love me. And, and, and he also says later on in this, chat, in, in, in this gospel, says, if you love me, keep my commands. 
If you love me, keep my commands. John 9, 4. says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But it says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. I must work. I must work the works of him that sent me. He's living to please the Father. The Father sent him. John chapter 10 Verse 36. Say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest because I said I am the Son of God. Verse 37. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. But if I do, no, it says, if, if I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. What did Jesus do when he was on this earth? He walked in the love of the Father. He walked in the love of the Father, in the power of His love, that life-giving love. John, I'm going to go back to John chapter 17. John chapter 17, verses 8 and 21. Verse 8 says, For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Verse 21 says, That they may that they may all be one as thou father art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me he wants us to work as a unit when we know there are issues going on we come together on Wednesday nights. We don't just meet on Saturday. We come together on Wednesday nights. And what do we do? We, we read as, you know, we read as where we studied the Word. But we do that individually during the week. And then we come and share what God's given each of us. But we pray. Amen. We pray. We come together and pray. We're two or more gathered in His name. Jesus is right there in the midst. And we know that the Father hears Jesus. We know that the Father hears us. If we're walking in that forgiveness. 
if we're walking in obedience. If, if, if he, he tells us repeatedly in the Gospel of John, and, and it's Jesus talking, he's, he's telling us that the Father has sent me. Him that sent me. He that sent me. Father sent me. And then he tells us in, in John chapter 20, Peace be unto you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. He's given all authority unto the Father. I mean, the Father has given all authority unto Jesus. Jesus is sending us the same way the Father sent him. We're, 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 he, he didn't just send us to talk, but the, these verses in Ephesians chapter 6 that I read, that Pastor had read, Pray. We've got to pray for each other. The God will give us the boldness to speak when the opportunity arises. We can't, we can't cower back because we've got the power of life and death in our tongue by preaching the gospel, which brings life, which brings salvation. We've got to pray for each other to have that boldness that, that we will speak when given that opportunity, that we're not, I mean, we, if we've we've got him living we've got the spirit of God living in us. I know you know, I started off earlier, y'all but with Ken meeting a lady, he's he's eighty, she's seventy eight, and then I'm telling him about me and I'm like going if I got a new girlfriend, I'm bringing her to church. I'm telling everybody about her. I'm going, yeah, you got to meet her, man. She's great. You got to meet her. 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 Jesus Christ, what he's brought me through, what he's brought us all through. We all were sinners going to hell until Jesus found us. We didn't find him. He found us. He called, the Holy Spirit called us. The Father chose us. Jesus said, I, you've not chosen me. I've chosen you. They chose us. I want to tell somebody about Jesus. We should, it should be a burning desire. I am alive. That song said, I am alive to tell the story of how I overcome. How do we overcome? I didn't. Jesus brought me, but he gave me the Holy Spirit so I can overcome this day. But he gave me eternal life when he walked sinless to that cross, laid his life down. He was buried for three days and then he rose again. Because he loves me, he loves you that much. He loves you that much. God had a plan when man fell. We can, you know, there's a lot of ways to share the gospel, but we got to share the gospel. It doesn't have to be said one way or another. You know, I heard there's a lot of people and a lot of pastors, a lot of churches, oh, wow, that have good public speakers. I'm not a public speaker. I'm a talker. I, I, I love people. I talk to people everywhere I go. But I'm not a public speaker. And, and I'm not up here trying to look good or sound good to anybody in this room or whoever may hear it. But, you know, what God put on my heart a long time ago, it's not about the delivery. It's about the message. If you're not preaching the truth, 
You're doing nobody any good at all. You're leading people astray. And you're going to be accountable. But if we're walking and doing what God's called us to do, which is to love everybody, to love people, we're called to share our testimony. Revelation 12:11 said that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, which Jesus at the cross, the gospel, died, was buried, resurrected so that we could have life. And by the power of our testimony, what has He done for me? How has He changed me? He turned my life, the song said, upside down, but He turned my right side up, is what I like to say. He, he set me back on my feet, on that, what is it, set my feet on the solid ground, and that was another song tonight, wasn't it? But He set my feet on solid ground, turned my life right side up. My children have seen it. My mother and father got saved. And, and, you know, and I've had just so much change and so much peace, <laughs> so much joy in my life. Because I was living in chaos, I was living a nightmare, and, and you know, couldn't sleep, and I, I was afraid to go to sleep, I was afraid to get up. I was afraid if I went to sleep, I wouldn't get up in the morning. Then when it was time to get up, I didn't want to get out of bed because I didn't want to face the day. Then the next night, I didn't want to go to bed because I was afraid I wouldn't wake up. So I'd stay up till 3 and 4 in the morning, running around creating chaos and get up at like 6, 6.30 and go to work all day. And, and just continue. It was insane. It's insanity. Because I was following Phil's footsteps instead of following Jesus' footsteps. Instead of living pleasing to the Father, I was trying to please Phil. I didn't care about my children, didn't care about my mother, my brothers, my sisters. If it didn't benefit me, it won't about me. But you know something I found out? That it's not about me. It's about Him. It's about Jesus Christ and what He's done. And He sent us all. If we're children of God, He sent us to share His love. And everybody's got a different personality and he gave you that personality on purpose. Because you're going to talk to people different from the way I talk to people. Mm -hmm. you, you know, some people are like to make friends and, you know, there's a, you, like, a, I've seen some people sharing the gospel that they're like, they're, they're your best friend, man. And, and it's beautiful. And they have some that know the word inside and out, you know, and can, Go back and forth, and then you have people like me that are just going to tell you the simple truth, you know. And I'm kind of point blank, but God gave me my personality. I was point blank when I was a sinner. I was point blank when I was in the world. I'm point blank. I'm not saying I'm sinless, but I'm a saint now. I'm a child of the living God, and I know one thing. I know one thing for sure: the God's word is pure. And He is a shield to those that trust in Him. So why in the world would I be scared of, say, Luke, if I come up and didn't know Him and said, Hey man, can I ask you a question? Do you know that Jesus loves you? What's He going to do to me? You know, I've had people step towards me and I'm like going, Yo bro, I'm spreading God's love. 
and, and walk away. I've had people cuss me up one side and down the other. I had, I saw my dad tell both my brothers to get out of his house, not in a very polite way. And God still chose to use me to share the gospel with my father. Because he knew I wasn't scared of him. I wasn't scared of him when I was in the world. Why would I be scared of him when I have Christ? I've been sent by Christ to preach the gospel to my father that day. And I knew it because he put it in my spirit. So I I just did it. I just did it. Because I knew that's what God wanted me to do that day. I was getting ready to move out of my father's house. I wouldn't share it. And I think God put it on my heart probably earlier than that. But I was scared because I was scared my dad was going to kick me out of his house like he did my two brothers. But I, I was leaving his house. And the day I was leaving his house, I went and shared the gospel. And he got saved. And I know where he's at now, you know. He, he's went on to glory. But... If he sent us, if he's in us, and he sent us, then he's right there with us, yes. <laughs> wherever we've been sent. Yes. You know, in, in his spirit's upon us. He's all around us. He goes before us. He's behind us. He's beside us. Yes. Who's going to touch us? We're his elect. Who, who's going to touch us? That's right. What have we got to fear? Nothing. Absolutely nothing, because perfect love, that's right, because perfect love casteth out all fear. And God is love. He is that perfect love. And He showed His love in in that perfect sacrifice on Calvary's hill. And and if if Jesus, man, I, I just keep going back to that verse. I am allowed to tell the story how I overcome. How do we overcome? Trust Jesus. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Amen. Amen. Amen.